There is great darkness that is emerging from the top office in the land. I need more of you. Give me strings full of stuff. And the Spirit of the Lord says there is darkness that is emerging from a place that they call white. But did I not promise that great light would come from great darkness? Did I not promise you that even in the midst of darkness, great light shall shine on this nation and the nations of the earth? Your enemy shall melt as wax before the fire. God says, your enemy shall melt as wax before the fire.
in front of the nations that endeavor to humiliate you and bring you to nothing. Watch how I deal with the crime. Watch how I deal and take this that has been presented to me on a silver platter. What am I looking at? What is on this plate that you bring to me? False images. What is on this religious plate that you bring to me, says the Lord? There's nothing but false incense. And yet there is an aroma coming from children. There is a fragrance of praise that is coming from the teenagers. There is a fragrance of praise that is coming from the hearts of the children. And God said, I have thrown a mantle upon them and I have given to them the double portion. America, your best day is upon you. I will bring the betrayal out. And in the summer months, you will look and say, it's rebounding, it's rebounding. Things are coming back, things are coming back. For God said, I am taking you out of a dark place and shedding my light, says the Lord. Come on. out there the spirit of prophecy is on me hope you don't think I'm crazy it's so powerful it's thick he's telling us the future there is no fear in the perfect love of God look as I point to the fire and they'll say the fire has been pointed to and I will take men who have been astute and prudent in their dealings with finances and I will make them billionaires millionaires and extremely influential and wealthy and do not say that it is not the desire of the Lord I called Abraham out of the earth of Chaldees and his obedience made him the most influential and powerful and wealthy man on the face of the earth proving to mankind that God is not restricted by a man's age and there shall be an extension of age as Alzheimer's comes to an end in this decade says the Lord there will be an extension of age as Alzheimer's comes to an end in this decade and there will be an, there will be there will be an end to the humiliation of children as I bring autism to an end in this decade, says the Lord. Come on. Look to the fire point. It's pointing to the fire. prophecies it is written so we want to release that promise to you many of you at the sound of our voice tonight have an Abrahamic calling and destiny but as the sages of old wise rabbis have said it's not righteousness alone 
that affects the flow of your destiny. It takes something higher than that. It's called the flow of destiny, and it comes from a higher source than Tiferet. That crown of Keter. That unknown, hidden, concealed place above. The very crown and will. The impulse of the lightning will of God our Father. The access of those realms is what affects your destiny. And those are the realms. I feel fire coming out of my eyes while I say this. Those are the realms that are going to affect your destiny. How many people have you known that have actually walked in destiny, walked in the promises? This is the way. Higher than the realms of basic righteousness. Destiny flow. You may be the first person you've ever met to really walk in divine destiny. Most of them are in the cloud of witnesses waiting for us to do it for them right now. To fulfill the promises. Where are Bob Jones' promises? I'm sure he has a great inheritance, but there are things that he's waiting on us to do. In his name, in the name of yad Vave, the angel Yahweh, the angel of Yahweh, Jesus Christ. They're being... They're waiting to be made perfect with us, it is written. They're waiting on you. They're waiting on us. And see the sending of Jesus Christ's spirit at Pentecost in Acts 2. And <clears throat> it's like sending the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament inside men and women's hearts. And it was just a clear distinction just now as you're talking about the angel of Yadevahe being Jesus Christ and how his flesh is enthroned at the right hand of God in the third heaven. But I tell you the truth, the second heaven has not been ruled by his spirit. Now why is that? Because the rulership of the second heaven, which we're called to bring forth new heavens, is determined only by the height of the spirit inside a man or woman's flesh. It is not just some kind of thing where God's out there just perfectly ruling the universe. There'd be no crime if that were the case. There'd be no abortion. There'd be no stealing. Mm -hmm. The issue is the management and the government of the second heavens and the first heavens, the one you're walking on right now, the earth, is given to us and we're gonna learn how to manage it with the spirit of Jesus the angel of yad Vave, on the inside so there's a much greater knowing I think we've known the down payment which is Pentecostalism the down payment give you all the gifts activated doesn't mean you rule the world with it clearly you can't rule the world with gifts but you know how you can rule the world? <laughs> this is according to every every true sage, every true Jewish mystic of all time, and even those who have abused those records of the spoken traditions of Moses, those secret things that were passed down through the priesthood to rule the people and ultimately rule the nations. There is a principle and if you study it in their writings, or if you just take a look around at what's going on in the world right now, you'll see that it's still happening to this day. But now, what is that principle? 
It's the study of Torah. And by Torah, we mean the actual, written on sapphire stones, word of God in the second heavens. On sapphire stones, now you have the inscription inside you as a true believer in Christ Jesus, baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire for your ascension, for your rising, baptized in his death. And now you're starting a taste of that resurrection life. It's time to ascend. Fire baptism, you'll need to get into that to rise. But let's go back to that principle of ruling the world. It's the study of Torah. It's been understood for thousands of years that whoever studies the Torah by day and by night, not just the publicly written versions that were given to those who requested them for the Alexandria Library, there is a discipline among scribes and wise men. This discipline allowed them in the Hebrew letters to either conceal or reveal the deeper revelations in the Word of God. If you understand the secret nature of the Word of God, the Hebrew letters, you can have an external knowledge of it, but not walk in the realities of it. But even the studying of those hidden things, which have been concealed for generations, except to those who have had either the stature, the money, the influence, or they've been under the control of the fallen angels who have given mysteries, although God referred to them as worthless ones. Even with the worthless ones, look what they've done in the earth. It's been known among them and written for many thousands of years that whoever studies the Torah both day and night will rule this world. Someone who gives themselves to the study and the reading and they call it engaging in the Torah. If you do that day and night, that's the rulership of the world. Why do you think some of these secrets have been so heavily guarded? Why are these realms of revelation surrounded by fears, religious dogma, and all kinds of things to scare off anybody, even the greatest frontline soldiers that we've had up until these days? Why has it been the most heavily guarded secret by the forces of hell in our generation? But how is it that every wicked and rich ruler in the high places in our society today all know and believe aspects of those things, the perversions of them? That's what the unclean animals represent in the Word of God. The perversions of the Word of God. How do they receive those revelations and then pervert them? Fallen angels. It's the same thing when people start to come close to the deep mysteries of the Word of God. There are fallen angels in abundance ready to give you revelation, but also to pervert them so the most you ever ascend to is an unclean animal. Fit for what? Slaughter. And then that's what they do. They slaughter them and you've seen it. We've seen it. So what is it going to take in this generation, this perverse generation, 
to become more than an unclean animal with deep mysteries and knowledge from fallen angels, perverted truths, what is it going to take to be those in a generation that rise above that? It's going to take righteousness, holiness, the way of God, according to the book of Job, that is hidden, that's hidden from those wicked birds within the mountain. Christ within you, the hope of realizing your glory. Now, if it's those who rule, this world that we're living in now are the ones who engage in the mysteries of the Word of God that have been hidden for their own gain. Those are the people who rule the world. They've also passed down for many generations that it's not only the people who study day and night that rule this world. If you study the Torah and the secrets of it, the mysteries by the Holy Spirit of God, for the sake of the living word himself. If you do it for his sake, not for selfish gains in this world like the evil do, if you study it day and night for him, for the word himself, you do it for him, you get not only this world, but the world to come. That is the secret of Abraham. Studying. Everyone's studying, yes? Everyone, we're doing better. I noticed we're doing better, but we have a, a little surprise for you today. All right. And did everybody bring their Bibles tonight? Anybody? Give on. Did anyone? Does anyone not need, have a Bible or something to write on? I've got. <laughs> I've got. I've got a book for any of our delinquents. That you are special. If anyone needs it, but um, come up to the front here. Go ahead and grab a paper. There's papers and pens. Yeah, we have a pop quiz right, today. Right up on the tiki bar. All right. If you don't have a Bible or a book to write on, someone can use this one. Or you can sit at the bar. Go. <laughs> yeah, the spirit asked me to bring that for someone who forgot. All right. I hope everyone's been studying now. This is a no phone zone now. Everyone, make sure your cell phones, tablets are put away. There is no cheating on this pop quiz. Make sure you put your name in the top right corner. And today's date, if you don't know today's date, I know you're on the Jehovah Wanna diet. It is Tuesday, May 23rd. So that is 5-23 of 23. We'll have to find out. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully there'll be answers for our questions. If there's a God in heaven, there may be answers for our questions. <laughs> if not, I guess... All we have is the occult and Google. <laughs> All right. All right. So, you ready? Yep. We can go ahead. You guys can do it on your own pace here, live. Go through. Go ahead and go through them, and we'll do them together online. So if you're watching online, go ahead and grab either you know your if you're um, if you have paper and a pencil. I understand this is 2023. Not everyone has that. If you're using an electronic device, uh, go ahead and close your um, your search browser and things like that. You can use your notepad on your computer. Again, no cheating, the angels are watching you. And let the angels write down today who does this uh, pop quiz faithfully and let there be just wonderful surprises. Question number one. number one on today's pop quiz. <laughs> what are the three main characteristics of the Antichrist spirit? Oh, this is a good one. This was a really important post um, that Brandon 
We shared this week. This has been one of the main enemies recently. So one of the important parts of studying is keeping up to date with what the latest word is from heaven and really getting it into there. So just try your best if you're not sure. These will be graded. Okay. Everybody write it down. What are the three main characteristics of the Antichrist spirit? And that's something we talked about online on our online community this week. Again, no peeking. You're watching from home. The angels are watching and writing down who is sneaking in the answers or doing their best. It'd be interesting, too, if you haven't been studying to see where your mind's at in relation to the truth by just writing down the answers you think are right. Yes. That would reveal a lot. I think that'd be helpful for all of you. So don't be afraid. The worst thing you can do is write nothing and freeze up in fear and be afraid of being judged and criticized and overall just about how others view you. And it, That's actually a hint that one, one of the answers might be. We want to provoke you too to take the school really seriously because mm-hmm. it, it is so important. It's more important than graduating high school or going to mm-hmm. college. It truly is. Mm-hmm. And people just don't see it that way. So we just need to... Do a little discipleship here so that you understand it's important to study this stuff. Right, and what have we just talked about? That it, those who rule the world now are those who study the, the right. Torah day and night. They study Your these things. Your enemies study. Your enemies are studying so hard. <laughs> they are classically trained. They take the tests. They recite the things. They have all the initiations. They've been doing it faithfully generation to generation. Their parents teach them. The next ones teach them day and night. So the least we could do is not look like we don't care you know this is something that jesus is jesus christ himself is asking us to do so if the ones who are going to take over not only just this world but the world that is coming so you have inheritance in this world and the world to come is based on what did we just talk about you're studying that torah the the torah and new torah of jesus christ righteousness holiness you're meditating on his word day and night you're studying it day and night and i think the best example from mm-hmm. scripture is how the Judaizers mm-hmm. had so thoroughly yeah. outstudied Paul's churches that they were able to completely turn all Paul's churches mm-hmm. against Paul because mm-hmm. the Judaizers outstudied them. One of my favorite quotes of all time from Joel's bar um, from some of the older videos was basically, you know, get so much of the Word of God into you that they just stop arguing with you. So that's another tool in your tool belt. You're going to have a sharper sword. So we're studying the mysteries, we're studying the wisdom, right? You have first it comes the wisdom of the New Testament and the Gospels. Then you're understanding the wisdom of the Old Testament, not the legalism of it, the wisdom. If you're already misusing uh, the wisdom of the Old Testament, it's not really good for you to be looking all around for that oral tradition uh, of what Moses taught. Because if, you, if you're already being legalistic with the Old Testament, you're not ready to dive into the mysteries, the wisdom of it on your own. That's why we're coming here together and giving it to you in a form that's easily digestible, that's already been tested excruciatingly in fire for years and passed, has passed the test. And I just want to share from Acts too, the book of Acts says that the Bereans were more noble of character mm-hmm. because of their excessive studying mm-hmm. of Scripture. So notice it, the admonition in the Bible 
for studying. It's how you develop a noble mm -hmm. character. character. Speaking of which, I think that brings us to okay. quiz number three. Or question number two. Question two. Here we go. What are the names of the four worlds of the Tree of Life? Right, so if these are the worlds that you're going to conquer, you're planning on conquering them, it's good to know what are their names. What are they called? In Hebrew. But you can write it in English. You don't have to. Write you don't it have in to Hebrew. know the character. You don't have to write it in ancient backwards. Hebrew characters. We'll let that slide this time. <laughs> I know you're not ready for third grade. Third grade. Hopefully, I make it into second grade this summer. Okay, okay. What are the, the four worlds of the tree of life. These Ooh. are the worlds you ascend, as scripture says dozens of times God created worlds, plural. You're living in one of them right now with the natural body. Your mm -hmm. spirit man is to ascend all four of these worlds to transfigure. Right, to transfigure and also to gain inheritance. Now, it's for the righteous, so even if you only make it into that first world at least, into the sun, you're going to be doing really well. Uh, so, you know, don't look at the whole picture and get overwhelmed. This is what the angels disciplined me in one sphere at a time. One wrong at a time. So you want to know your next steps, but at the same time, we need to know what the full picture is because if you don't have that clear map ahead of you in your mind, knowing where you're going, you're not going to be ascending accurately. So you want to be very accurate where you are. And okay. So, All right, we got yep. the four worlds written down. We're going to the next question, number three. Which of those four worlds does the does, does the Leviathan there it dwell is. in? Did you hear that? Yeah. Here's, here's saying it. hi. Yeah. Yep. That was it right there as I was saying his name. Speaking of Leviathan, while they're <laughs> while they're um, thinking about which which one of those four worlds it lives in, that was a uh, a sign and wonder manifesting just right now as you read that. Do you want to tell them a little bit about Leviathan and what Leviathan does and what it's done? Leviathan's in the, the past. word twist, uh, word twister. <laughs> yeah, we're confronting that thing. Yeah, you we? feel that? And uh, so knowing what world Leviathan dwells in is important. That's how I can say one thing at Joel's Bar. Someone hears something differently and they get wounded mm -hmm. through the Leviathan. Leviathan mm -hmm. is what twists the words mm -hmm. so they don't hear God's heart. Having ears to hear what the Spirit's mm -hmm. saying or having ears to hear mm -hmm. but never understanding. It is written. Mm -hmm. So there's a Leviathan in the way from hearing correctly from God and everyone deals with Leviathan. Mm -hmm. Alright. That's good. So what world does Leviathan dwell in? <laughs> the one we're dealing with right now. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yep. But what is its name in Hebrew? Of the four worlds, which one does Leviathan dwell in? Alright. Question number four. What sapphire stone are you on now? Answers will vary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you do get at least uh, one point for knowing. That's a half a point for I don't know. So I want you to really ask the Holy Spirit. You can ask your angels, but you cannot ask your neighbor. Okay? You can ask. And you cannot ask us. You cannot ask us, yeah. <laughs> Some people, if you notice, the, there's grace. I'll, I'm able to let them know where they are. But for the majority of you, and I've explained this to some of you already, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, that 
it's actually a huge part of your training. It would be, even if I knew exactly which one you were on, which some of you I do, a lot of you, he's not going to show it to me. Why is that? It's an extremely important part of your journey on Sapphire Stones to know exactly which Sapphire Stone you're on. Now, I want to help you with this. I want to give you some wisdom because these are scriptures and we've talked about it before, but again, it's getting real. We're making it personal now. Your journey. Ooh. This is where, where you actually are, not in imagination, not in wishful thinking, but your invisible man, where does it stand right now? Mm -hmm. it, it's an actual location. On the path mm -hmm. of invisible men, which mm -hmm. is the path of angels, where are you on the path? Seated with him in the heavenlies. All right, now, which sapphire stone are you on? Now, there is a principle. There's a principle to this, and this is what God showed me. This is what the angels have taught me and trained me in. If you're not sure and you're just getting started, there's that verse, right? There's that story in the New Testament where there's, there's a feast, there's a banquet, and it says, don't, do not give yourself a higher seat, a higher position than you should. Because when when the master of the banquet comes in, he's going to look at you and say, that's not your seat, and move down, move down to, you know, where you're supposed to, or go to the, low, go to the lowest place. So that's about these sapphire stones. So if you're looking at the sapphire stones and you think, oh, I must be at a high one, I know I have understanding i have wisdom i have this i must be at least this high because i feel like i have righteousness i feel pretty holy you know if you assume that when the master comes to the banquet mm -hmm. he's going to tell you to start all the way back at the bottom give and you a lower seat is written and i just want to say something about the confirmations of the sapphire stone oh, you're yes. on will always 100 percent mm -hmm. of the time have confirming signs and wonders. Yes. So the signs and wonders, every single world I've ascended, every single sapphire stone I've ascended, mm -hmm. yes. there's been two, three, four, sometimes ten confirming signs, signs and, wonders and wonders every single every time. time. Without fail. So if you have no signs and wonders, you are in the lowest rung. Yes. Okay? And that's good. What was the next instruction in that Bible verse? Thank you. That was so important. Uh, is... If you, so when you come to that banquet, put yourself at the lowest place. Put yourself on Malkut. Why is that? Because if you're supposed to be at a higher one, he'll say, come up, friend, mm -hmm. and sit here. Take this better seat closer to him. So when in doubt, if you don't know, if you can't see with your invisible eyes clearly with multiple confirming signs and wonders outside of your own self that have sovereignly confirmed to you, put yourself on Malkut. Start from the beginning, especially if you've gotten in the past into any cosmic unrighteousness or anything like that. You put yourself there, you start over, and then you go up as you should. And I know we actually have, uh, even one of our students kind of went that route, had accidentally gone up too high, but they ended up, you know, in a, in a black version of a higher Sephiroth. And so those are the things, those are the really hard cases, but it can be fixed. Uh, we've had success in that. So when in doubt... Or if there's any kind of issue there, put yourself back on Melkut, and you can go up correctly, and that's when you start to see the angelic signs, the confirmations, the wonders, the not just the visions. Yeah. Signs and wonders mm -hmm. always yep. 
Scripture says always, always follow those who believe. So the following mm -hmm. of believing is the signs and wonders confirming mm -hmm. yep. your inner man's elevation going from glory to glory. And those are also going to be signs and wonders that are not your personal vision. Not your vision. Oh yeah, totally outside going, of you. Uh, it can't be in your brain or your yep. mind. None of that nonsense. Completely outside of you. Yep. And that happens for every single sapphire stone. Amen. Amen. They got a what, cat good. witness. Cat likes it. All right. Moving on. Right. Question number five. What are the three most important keys to rising on sapphire stones? What are the three most important keys to rising on sapphire stones? And if you guys have been in the master class, it's three of the diagrams. That's a big hint, isn't it? Yeah. That's a good hint, but maybe. <laughs> That's a good hint. Okay. Yeah, if you've taken the master class. Well, the guy was there for the live show. Well, if you didn't study. The master class is available for everyone, mm -hmm. and it's in the app. I mean, Glory. Mm -hmm. Life by RLM app available in both app stores, Android and Apple. And if you get a login, and you can oh yeah, you have can access, see, yeah, can have access to some of the we upload all the charts PDFs are in there, and, yeah, and things like that to help you on your journey. Or if you've been watching the YouTube videos mm -hmm. of the master class, they're all on the pictures on the screen. Right, so you can access the master class through the app, and that has the additional. You fly uh, through them pretty quickly though on your your live, those broadcasts. Oh, yeah. We were so you, dropping... you'd have to freeze the frame you, and yeah. maybe write them down that way. Yeah, you take notes. Otherwise, the chart's already in PDF form if you get the app yeah. and get the master class in the app. Yeah. All right. So you got all that? Okay. Ready? Last question. What are a few things you can start doing this week to move forward in God's plan for your life? We'll give you a couple minutes on this one. It's good to reflect. Write down what are a few things you can start doing this week mm -hmm. to move forward in God's plan for your life. So let everyone's angels assigned to them, guardian angels, any additional angels, go ahead and give them hints uh, of what they're supposed to be working on this week to help accomplish the goals and just to get them on the right timeline. All right. It's good to practice listening to your holy angels and not the unholy familiars. Amen. All right. Amen. That was really fun. That's <laughs> cool. Right. First uh, quiz at Joel's Bar. Yeah. After 17 years. Amen. Uh, we're, amen. Really, we're really. We're due for a quiz <laughs> after 17 years. We're really getting into it. <laughs> we were due for one pop quiz after 17 years. <laughs> That's really fun. <laughs> good. All right. Oh, I feel the anointing all over my head. Mm. <laughs> Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We just want to release a fresh study anointing for you. <laughs> a fresh grace to really, uh, it's really good to test ourselves. It says, test yourself to see if you're in the faith. Well, what is it that we're believing in? Do we really know? Do we really have it in there? Are you going to go through the answers tomorrow or what's the plan? Uh, let's go. I'm going to give a few more minutes and then everyone can turn in their pop quiz. And oh. I think maybe tomorrow we'll go over the answers. Okay. We'll give them some time to uh, study tonight anything that they might have missed. And maybe You'll have to we watch won't. the show tomorrow for Maybe the we won't give the answers. 
Yeah. There's no guarantees in this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Glory. Is everyone finished? Or does anyone need more time? Raise your hand if you need more time. No? Do you need a little more time? Okay. All right. We'll continue on. We'll, we'll turn in our homework in just a little bit. Okay. All right. How'd everybody online doing? Did you guys pass the test? Did you fail your first pop quiz? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> this is kindergarten. It's not that serious. <laughs> there will be a nap time. I don't know if there will be cookies. It's good to shock the brain being like, oh, whoa, this stuff is really important, like in college, and it's costly. It's really important that you have to, you know, discipline the flesh. Part of crucifying the, the flesh is studying and focusing the brain on important words that it needs to know that it's resistant towards. That's also called being crucified with Christ. Christ is the Word of God. So those things into the senses that are uncomfortable or we don't press into, we don't want to learn, we want to be just lazy, that's part of your crucifixion of being a disciple. And it's important. The only way the character of God is formed in us through learning His Word and yes. studying to show ourselves approved. I like what Bobby Connor says. It's time to get into the Word and let the Word get into you. And how do we know if it's in there? We'll see if it's in there. We might not have things, every single thing, memorized verbatim, but you want it to come out of your belly like rivers of living water. When you look into the four, there it goes, like rivers of living water. When you look at the realms and the worlds that you're going to be ascending, even if you don't remember exactly how to spell it, don't worry about how to spell it correctly. Get close enough. I feel like, you know, all these realms, a lot of people misspell them on purpose just to hide them or occult them from people. But it's 2023. Knowledge is abounding. Knowledge is increasing. But where is wisdom? They're not just Christian worlds. They're the creator's worlds when he created creation. And currently, they're filled with enemies, just like Canaan was. And so our job is to be more than conquerors. Amen. Amen. And you're going to need wisdom. <laughs> and uh, You're going to have to know the word as Jesus inside of you to rise and face your enemies in your cosmic promised land. It's required. You will not be able to stand against accusers and throw them down if you don't have a commanding knowledge of the Word and of everything that God has in your inheritance. You can't just go up there and say, Oh, Jesus. No, they're looking at Jesus being formed in you in the same knowledge, in the same power, in the same ability. And if it's not there, you go down. First, firstborn of many. Firstborn of many. You're learning as you rise on sapphire stones. And each name of each sapphire stone is going to change the very nature of who you are. That engraving, that is the seed. The Word of God. The deposit of the Holy Spirit of the Word of God within you. You're growing your spirit, growing in stature, growing in wisdom. In a day and age where information and knowledge increases, let this be a company of people 
where wisdom increases. Wisdom and understanding. Because you can have all the knowledge, you could even know more of the deep secrets, technically, the dead letter of them. Nothing kills worse than the dead letter of the mysteries and the hidden things. The perversions of the mysteries of God. That's why they warn against teaching these things until you really learn it. Because when you first get that popcorn pop revelation, let's deal with the animal a little bit. What does the animal like to do? You'll read something, the revelation comes, it pops open, oh, and you think you got something. It's, oh, I had a revelation, now I just gotta go share it with everybody. What is that? Do you ever question what that is? Do you ever question why you do what you do, even as a Christian? I started to get curious and I'd ask, what is this? Why do I feel that pull? What is it? It's animal nature. It's animal behavior. It is not the holiness of God. It is not the nature of Christ. It is the validation of the self-nature of the animal life. Oh, I just got this thing and now I can... Now I have the revelation to share and, and elevate or the creation of spiritual material. If you make spiritual material as a mandate from God, you have, it's, it's, you give it and you feed it to them. If it's of the self nature, the self importance, there's an, an unholy soul tie connection. So when people eat that spiritual material, the person who made it out of self-importance can feel them feasting on it, feel them and watching it as they feel them and they and they siphon. And it's like a vampire type of a thing. So that is why, as teachers, not many should be teachers. Because you cannot have those soul ties. Having soul ties to anything, anyone, is forbidden. What are soul ties? You cannot tie your soul to the idolatry of family, being uh, a respected teacher, it's what the Pharisees got into. Anything in this fallen world that you want to have a, an unholy a soul tie to, or a soul tie, but yeah, those idolatries are what kill people in the long run. That will take you out before your time. So you cut those soul ties. Your soul needs circumcised and connected to the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ within you. The sign of the covenant. Purity. Purity in all your soul. In all soul layers. In every sapphire stone. Circumcised. Circumcised, cut with the sword. And then in union with the Spirit of God. With no other soul ties. Because then, Christ forms your relationships and shows you how to conduct yourself in a manner different from how you used to, even while you were a believer who was in the infirmity of the flesh, which means the foreskin of the sapphire stones. The flesh, the dust, the serpent fruit that appears as good wisdom. Also known as outside the gates. Yep. So, <clears throat> circumcision is the removal of the words that don't cause you to ascend worlds. So mm -hmm. it's all belief systems of the human being. 
To be a human being is to be wrong about literally everything because of your elevation that proves that. Elevation proves if you believe true or wrong. Sorcery is going up in elevation and opposing the truth outside the gates knowingly. Right. <laughs> so there are those. Those are the exceedingly wicked, the master connivers of wickedness in the world. The Balaams and the Lamas. 99% are just human beings down here underneath the heavens, and they don't even know anything about the heavens. So there's just complete and total ignorance. God wants the ignorance to be removed out of Christians to understand how all the worlds work so that you can be the masters of many worlds. Amen. And understand the price that you pay to rise, what you're going to have to learn, what you're going to have to sacrifice, so that nothing is a surprise to you. You can actually begin to understand the narrow way, and it's not just a mystery, and it's not just unknown to you. It's going to be known to you, understood, and it's something you can be taught and something you can learn and something you can experience constantly through words that cause ascension into new worlds. So what it's going to require here in the beginning for most of you is the removal of all the words in your life, simply all of them, because they have none of them have helped you ascend. Which means even your understanding of the scriptures in darkness. The d demons will teach the New Testament, but it's in darkness. So you'll have to burn that up. Bob Jones, I remember him saying, when the sons of God start teaching, you're going to have to relearn everything you know. Yeah, he said that throughout his prophetic ministry, when the sons come on the scene, you will have to relearn everything you know in Christianity. And for a lot of people... That's impossible for them, so they'll just stay on the earth and watch the ones that will relearn ascend. And that's what's beginning to happen in the very early stages through this group. And it's going to be phenomenal, but we're going to have to relearn everything. And it's going to be a practical understanding of the word that works with angel power and different elevations. And it's going to be very, very, very understood to you. All the mysteries and the stuff of the spirit world and the invisible world, those were the mysteries of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven that I've given to you, which means you understand it now. It's rock solid as if it were in the natural. Yep. When Jesus was discipling his apostles, he was demystifying the invisible world to them as an angel that created the world with a physical body on. You understand that? Mm -hmm. That's what Messiah is. Messiah is the angel of the Lord with a Jewish man's body on. Okay, so when you become angelic and your spirit man gels on the inside of you, you can demystify that invisible world that you live in constantly to natural people around you that are stuck in the flesh and have never developed the invisible eternal part of them. So that's what mm -hmm. this school is all about. It's a real school of the eternal spirit. Mm -hmm. Yep, and we do have some sponsorship from Word University in Heaven. Uh, they were the ones who showed us the idea for the um, putting the word on the TV, the screen mirroring, and the recording of that. It's all based on... Today's uh, broadcast is sponsored by University of Heavenly Jerusalem yeah. and <laughs> Professor Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I just want to thank everyone in Word <laughs> University in Heaven uh, just for helping us uh, to bring this message into the earth. 
and we're grateful. Yeah. And if you're having any more events in the spirit realm that we can be conscious for to go to, mm. please sign us up. And if anyone else wants to go, go ahead and raise your hand. <laughs> raise your hand at home if you'd like to go to one in the invisible realm with the angels right now. Mm -hmm. So we want to go ahead and put that request for you because it's really great. It was a really good time. Uh, and I'm going to go share a story. If you guys can go ahead and take your quizzes and put them face down on the tiki bar, put them face down so no one has to look at everyone else's work. You can go ahead and put the. What about back. for people online? Should they email them to us? Well. How do you want to do with that? Oh, yeah. Do you guys want to put your. If you guys want to submit yours, you can. If you want to put them on the public Facebook group, you can. If uh, not. Where are we going to put them? We don't have that all set up yet, so. Okay. But uh, yeah, you can send them to us on Facebook Messenger or email it. That's fine. If you'd like your if you'd like your pop quiz graded, uh, we can do that. If you want to participate, online. that's fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. That was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Did anyone? Does everyone like that? No, I can't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it'll be better. The next one, you'll be ready, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really good. Yeah. Word University. I got to go uh, in the spirit realm consciously. And they had the big, you know, screen mirroring the word like we do with our cell phones. So that was a huge confirmation. It's something that they literally do in heaven. It was like a movie theater. Um, they had this whole movie theater packed. I mean, so when we came out with our read-along Bible series, Amplified Classic, it was literally like we tried to use the closest font that we could find in the style and the background. Uh, you know, for it to look as it is in exactly. I was like, honor this. I'm trying to get it exactly how I saw it. It's exactly how they study in heaven, guys. Yeah, it was really, it was a really cool event. So, I mean, the place was packed. It was a huge movie theater, giant mega screen, and I had popcorn. There were snacks. Like, oh, so the popcorn was so good. Get like popcorn revelation. I think that's why my spirit liked the popcorn, right? And, but there was all kinds of. I'm pretty sure I saw somebody with hot tamales, but I cannot mm, like verify. I like the cinnamon, you know. Oh, they got candies. And it was just so fun. And we were just eating our snacks. And everyone was watching the Word of God. And it was such a cool event. And afterwards, I had a, like a meet and greet. And I got to talk to people and, and meet them. I didn't know if they were just in heaven, if they lived there uh, for now, or if they were alive on the earth still, or if they're waiting for the new bodies to you know come into the earth again uh, for the resurrection. I didn't ask. I didn't feel like asking. But there was a whole fun meet and greet to talk to people. And I, we were talking like, like groups of three. And then they had go-kart racing afterwards. So I thought that was so fun. Like the bump, it was like go-karts, but also bumper carts. So everything you love about race go-karts that go fast, but bumper carts without having to worry about getting hurt. It was, it was awesome. So Gotta was, throw in a little recess too. Yeah. Otherwise so, the kids go crazy. Thank you, Word University. And also, you know, to Metatron who does so much for the university on earth and in heaven. And just everything that you do for the kingdom. Yeah, we're really grateful to be a part of it. Oh, speaking of Metatron, I was, um, this last week was just an incredible week <laughs> of, of uh, just growth for me. Probably the best week Powerful of spiritual week. growth of my entire life. And just uh, really awesome. So thankful. And as I was uh, learning this week, the angels were explaining to me why Enoch was taken. Mm -hmm. And I, I never had this perspective. You had to... And go into the angel world and, and think angel thoughts. Think angel thoughts. We go into Genesis 6. Mankind is totally depraved, right? Mankind, they're all into the fallen angels. They're into every wrongdoing imaginable. 
They're uh, mutilating everything and just serving devils in darkness and just the worst immorality and cannibalism and crossbreeding of genetics and just everything wrong against God's creation imaginable. And so in order for the angels to serve mankind, they told me that God took Enoch to show them what man was capable of in the future so that they would be focused on the task at hand because they have individual personalities, guys. Motivation or no motivation. They are absolutely sentient, emotional beings. And when Enoch was taken from the midst of all that sin on earth and gone up into heaven and transfigured as a forerunning son of God, it revealed to all the angels of the kingdom of heaven the potential of human beings. And this is really fun. And they didn't know that, guys. None of them no. knew that. And this is really cool. You guys like this one. I heard that uh, some of the, angel, the angels, like some of the angels who kind of op- were opposed to the creation of humans uh, initially, when Enoch transfigured and became like head of angels and over the angels, that they were embarrassed. There was some embarrassment there. So it's kind of like, oh, like, I guess we were Angels wrong. grow in faith, if you didn't know. Yeah, so... Angels totally grow in faith. What that did was solidified mm-hmm. angelic faith in what Jesus can do to transform man. So for mm-hmm. thousands of years, that's in the back of their mind, working in Israel, Israel's apostate. Why would they stay so faithful to man doing all? Because they've seen the example of what man can become. And in the future, we are promised a whole species, a whole nation of Enoch-like beings that transfigured into Metatron. And that's the promise of the sons of God. And that's why the angels have been serving us so diligently. That's really good. Pretty cool. Yeah, he's walking in the way. (laughs) And it's made possible by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world when you were chosen. (laughs) That's just really beautiful. But uh, what did Jesus pay the price for? To die and resurrect while yet in the body while yet in the body the pathway of elijah enoch from sapphire stone to sapphire stone chariots and wings and all the shiny things (laughs) it's that proof of his life was the evidence of what jesus paid for Oh, yes. While yet in the body. To die and resurrect while yet in the body. Another kind of death. To die and resurrect while yet in the body. I'm going to say that one more time. For you to die, for you and I to die and resurrect while yet in the body. The death of the animal soul as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, the greatest thing about Christianity is you get to do all of it in your spirit while in this body. And if you're walking with him on the inside, it upgrades the soul and the body continuously for a higher quality life. It is essential that as you prosper, your giving increases, but also the quality of your life increases okay 
And remember now, the three main characteristics of the ant tag. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll answer one of the questions for you tonight. <laughs> now everyone's test. Is I mean, I'll in. tell you one. The main. This is the main stronghold. I've. You know, since the '50s, guys, you've been having beach balls and the charismatic stuff. They had Lonnie Frisbee in 1965 on the Catherine Kuhlman show, Token the Ghost. So we've had progress towards religion and just total black and white staunch religion. And you can go and wear a baseball hat in half these charismatic churches nowadays, and it's not suit and tie like it was in the 1910s and 20s in the foundation of the Sons of God. So religion has been attacked violently for 70 years in this country. And we've been making major progress. Poverty, the poverty mindsets, the poverty strongholds, the poverty demons, they're number one now. And I'd say people pleasing is a close number two and religion number three. And everyone steals, still deals with a little bit of all of them. But the number one absolutely in dealing with literally millions of people in this ministry the number one stronghold of the Antichrist in Christianity is poverty. It's a lack. It's, that's where the jealousy stems from. Look, mm -hmm. search the scriptures. Every instance of betrayal towards Jesus or any anointed figure in the Bible, if you studied out, 100% of the time was because of poverty. Right. Poverty is what leads to the betrayal and to the total destruction of the person. That God doesn't have enough. He's going to bless this one and not me. And I get into murder holiness. and strife. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about <laughs> counterfeit holiness. Counterfeit holiness. If there's not actual holiness, which what do we understand about holiness? From the interior castles and rising on sapphire stones. That's the sixth interior mansion represented in the name of Jared. Right? Enoch's father. Enoch, son of Jared. That interior castle is where you are made holy works set out with the blood of jesus the blood and the water within you to make you holy and so you're being made holy as you go up on the sapphire stones so that's actual holiness is an ascension on sapphire stones which changes your very dna your nature the way you think the way you speak to line up with the scriptures with the word of god in your everyday life uh but that poverty ooh. But that poverty, mm -hmm. that, yeah, <laughs> yeah the it. cat is going nuts. That creation. Yeah, yeah, that poverty creation, creation is crying out. Longing. It's it's a false humility that says, oh, if I just don't accept this, you know, more abundance or money into my life, it makes me more holy, more pious. It's really just kind of a lazy way out of doing what you came to the earth to do. Because God came to give you right freedom and abundant life and an overcomer's ability to generate holy offspring, whether it's your spiritual offspring or your natural offspring. <laughs> you came into the earth. What is your work for? Why do you work? Do you want to see, you want to hear what the rabbis and the sages have to say about why you work? Whew. Well, just look at that fake Kentucky the, revival that was led by so homosexuals fake. that everyone was deceived about. Everyone they wouldn't even let Kenneth Copeland's rich Christians mm -hmm. into it, guys. Yeah. They sent the prosperous Christians home at the door. Now, right? listen, listen, you're going to like this. Poverty is the number one stronghold in Christianity right really now. Is. We need to wage war. If if the people in, around... <laughs> I'm not saying our our community was able to lay hold of the truth, but in those surrounding areas around, there were so many people, if you notice, they got picked off by that. Why? 
poverty demons. They're loyal to poverty demons. So if you get really accurate and your sword gets really sharp in this area, you can do serious damage to the kingdom of hell. When you do damage to the kingdom of hell by circumcising out of your own self, your own families, and your own circles, your groups, your friends, your community, when you do damage to the kingdom of hell, you make your father in heaven happy. Mm -hmm. When you do damage to the poverty demons yeah. that have been stealing from you, you make your father in heaven happy. Now this is this is great. I love. Um, you got to wrestle that stuff to get your inheritance. Those demons that you face mm -hmm. in those areas of timidity and false belief systems and strongholds, and some of it's in your DNA from right. being cursed for four generations of poverty. If you don't face that stuff, the devil will win in your life. Mm -hmm. It is important. The Word of God empowers your spirit to face your demons and cut them out of you. Let's see what the rabbis say about why you work in the earth. What, what's the point of work in the natural realm? Uh, from this passage from the Midrash, we see that the purpose of work is to refine and elevate reality. What is reality? The world or worlds that you live in. It's to refine, good. isn't that, I don't even like that one. Mm. The point of your work and all that you do in the natural realm is to refine and elevate reality. And going glory to glory, you notice that's what we do. Every season, it's a greater refinement. Elevate refining. your reality. The purpose yeah. of studying the word is to elevate mm -hmm. your reality in Christ. Right, and you know what's interesting here is... Spiritually... And, and naturally. Because this uh, quote here, they're talking about your work as in your job, mm -hmm. as a as an entrepreneur, or as a businessman, or, or you're just working for someone That's really good. in general. But it's true what you just said, Marketplace too. Marketplace and priesthood and, the, and both. Priesthood both. Yep. So what did they say about inheritance? For a greater inheritance in the natural realm, you must be studying and engaging with the Word of God the wisdom of the Old Testament and the New Testament, day and night, which means you're meditating on it, you're studying it, day and night, so not for your own it's sake. It's holy to improve your natural realm. It's holy to improve your natural realm. <laughs> Otherwise, you've missed the whole point. What all the Jews and the rabbis are talking about? All it's these unholy to be a Mother Teresa. Right. And that's exactly. what we're dealing with Antichrist activity out here. Yep. Half these people are so deceived, they, they would applaud a Mother Teresa. What a sacrificial life. That's an mm -hmm. abomination. Right. It's an abomination. It's not even Christianity. It's a demon. Yeah, it's not the abundance of Abraham who was able to impact so, so many mother lives. And Teresa he became the mother was of... a demon. <laughs> My mother. mother of Truth demons versus anyhow. father of faith. We had people go to Calcutta and said it was the most miserable person they'd ever seen. Mother Teresa. And you had Christians over here so deceived by that type of Christianity, you would applaud that behavior. That's anti-Christ. And that Luciferian Roman Catholic Church, this is not an extreme perspective, people. This is kingdom reality stuff that you need burned into you just to face basic stuff in the earth dimension, let alone come up into sapphire stones. If you don't have these foundations, you're not even close to the kingdom. Okay? That Luciferian, fake Roman Catholic Church made Mother Teresa the fastest saint in history. Why? Because the poverty demon mm -hmm. is the number one essential stronghold for the Antichrist right. to take hold of Christianity. It steals and from you. And it's worked with most of you. 
Right. Repent and get a prosperity mindset. Right. Amen. Amen. And your prosperity mindset, you don't have to be worried or afraid, right? Because it would be A little sin. bit like Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. you don't have to be worried right or afraid. right about a lot of that. Yeah, the, the, little is the <laughs> issues that you might have seen in past uh, prosperity gospels, It's a, do you remember what Ruth Heflin said? When they put her podium a little bit off on the stage, and she said, oh, I like it to be right in the center, right, just perfect, right in the middle. And uh, it was a little bit too much this way. So she asked them to move it. Move it to the center. Well, they moved it to the center, but a little bit too much that away. So that's how it is. If you look at the last, you know, 100 years or even beyond that, what God has done with the body of Christ is correct. When they're going too much this way, correct it that way. But what do humans tend to do? Overcorrect. That way. We're taking a hard yeah. left. We go into total greed and, <laughs> and, and selfishness, or we go into total poverty that, and false holiness. That is why the Come lightning on, path. Come on, away. That's why the lightning path looks like this, this, this. This is what I was this. talking to Shadrach about because his nation is completely filled with antichrist poverty. It's just, right. it's a mess over there if you haven't realized. And so we're just dealing with this, these strongholds of poverty mindsets. There are a lot of them subconscious. And they're mixed in, and some of them we think are actual godliness and holiness, but it's Satan himself robbing you. And these are the things that must be dealt with to ascend sapphire stones. We're dealing with the big foundational stuff of Antichrist in the earth realm to go up into the moon and to go up into the higher rungs of the realms of the overcomers. If you don't have these foundations, you'll never step off the earth. You can see how bad it is out there. Most Christianity is earthly. That's you're in the seventh church, like we've told you, of Revelation 3. So if they're still earthly, they're members of the seventh church of Revelation. If they've begun to ascend, they're coming into Revelation 4.1. They're learning how to be a heavenly church. And this is how you be a heavenly church. You agree with God the Father's heavenly thoughts that are so contrary to earthly Christianity, so contrary to Mother Teresa. And you need to say that and believe that because it's mm -hmm. the truth anyhow. It's so contrary to all this stuff. It's Jesus is different than man's Christianity. It is completely mm -hmm. the yeah. opposite of how human beings have interpreted the New Testament. And if it's not, then it's not holy. Because holiness means to be set apart from the human being. Amen. Let's take a quick look at how the religious demon steals uh, through poverty. Rama. Yep. Let's just take a quick look. Uh, let's say God's bringing some abundance your way. And that familiar spirit, it's pretty much familiar to everyone in Christianity, so we'll call it a familiar. That familiar demon of poverty says, hey, if you give this away to others or give this away to charity, don't take it for yourself. You know, when God is giving a blessing to bless you to upgrade your life, because that's his plan for you to refine and elevate reality that starts with the reality that you live in for your kids your house your, kids, your, your home house, your, your home. air conditioner your, your ha all those things should be going glory to glory it has to be going from glory right. to glory there should always be otherwise there's a poverty principality right robbing you right exactly it's robbing you so how does that work and it doesn't glorify jesus it doesn't so the 
poverty demon will come to you with that let's say you get a nice abundance it's something that god has given to you you're tight you're you're doing your tithing you know you're when we there's an outreach when god asks you to give you give but this demon will come when there's an abundance that god wants to give you a gift maybe it's nice clothes or an outing with your family or taking them out your spouse out to a fancy dinner or you know something that god wants to bless you just with a natural thing that makes no sense that doesn't that every any religious demon be like, well, why do you have that? You know, yes. anything that would upset so demons. You should have saw anything, anything that ups, mm -hmm. upsets demons. You're doing it right. Right, exactly. Amen. You see a Judas Iscariot around, he's angry at you. You're walking right with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the thing about that is, this is how the religious demon works. So the person, they'll start to heap the guilt and the condemnation. Now, if you don't discern the spirit. You'll think that's your conscience. You might even think it's a holy angel. You might even think it's the voice of God because it pretends to be the Holy Spirit. Test every spirit. Oh, when, man. Oh, man. Test. These when religious spirits just you destroy test Christians. It. Start questioning, why am I feeling compulsive? God doesn't want a compulsive giver. He only likes a cheerful giver. Mm. If there's no joy on the giving, yeah, it might be, you know, you might have a season of sacrificing because you're just totally carnal and you need to get the idolatry of money out of you. But let's say... Your art, your faith for tithing. Spirit has to yep. get loosed. There yeah. needs to be an effervescence coming out, a glorification of personality, joy, peace, love, fruits right. of the spirit. All of that needs to be backing up the right. giving and the life. Otherwise, you're probably serving a devil. Right. And you just need to repent and just go hit the reset button because right. you've gotten off track. Right. You probably need to go go to a move, go to a nice, a wholesome movie and go buy play some, some popcorn, ping pong play or some foosball or something. something. Yeah, do something fun with your angels, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, foosball. And uh, but it's really good. So, but when that demon says they're trying to intercept the gift that was coming your way, because it was going to upgrade and elevate your reality, because there's always a blessing that spiritually changes your household when you. Now, if you go outside of the grace and you spend money unwisely. You're, it's outside of your means, or it's not something that God actually wanted to bless you with. He wanted you to use it for build, kingdom building. That's when it's going to be a curse to you. That's when the sorrows come with the purchases, right? Or if you buy something with lust attached to it, like you want to, you know, if you buy something attached with lust to it, that item then becomes a curse. The it's Ten curse Commandments object, are yeah. still there against sin. Right. Right? Because thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's belongings. Right. That commandment is written in stone against mm -hmm. sin. And the right. only way that commandment is not there is if it's fulfilled and you don't covet anymore and you're not greedy or selfish at right. all. Okay? Right. So once you fulfill the commandment, which means you're in Christ in the Spirit, then there is a protocol of learning how to upgrade your life. And this is something I don't think a lot of believers understand, that you need to elevate your life in order to, to glorify Christ, mm -hmm. to participate in that same Judas Iscariot activity is to forfeit right. your personal growth in Christ, mm -hmm. but to others it looks like holiness, but it's blasphemy. Right. I wanna, it's literally blasphemy. I want to dig in just a little bit more because we're exposing so much here, and I want the Spirit is showing me, the Holy Spirit is showing me this, and we're talking about today. So I want to just dig in a little deeper and show you how it works so you can see it and recognize it. Test the Spirit if you don't know. We've talked a lot about how to test the Spirit. That's a great opportunity for you to try. Whenever you feel compulsive or compelled to give that money, especially if it's something that God wanted to bless you with and upgrade your life with, to take you to that next level, to bring you into 
that place or that realm or your destiny, whatever it is. You're not talking about robbing of tithes and, right. and that. I'm talking like you've already you're already you're paying talking the about tithes not tithes upgrading your life yeah. with the increase right. of the work you're doing for the Lord. Right. So this is how they try to intercept. So here comes here comes incoming, you know, finance. Let's say like incoming money, finances is coming to you to bless you. God wants to upgrade you with it. It could be a, it could be an item, it could be clothing, it could be an experience, it could be new equipment, you know, whatever it is. That's coming your way. The poverty demon will say, oh, no, you need to be holy. Why don't you give it to the poor? Why don't you give it, just let everyone just have it. And so but basically what happens with that is the demon blocks you from getting that upgrade. And then you feel kind of a rush from, oh, I'm being a good person. I'm giving, you know, but you weren't instructed by the Holy Spirit. If it wasn't the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Angel, if it was an actuality, a poverty demon, you just obeyed a demon <laughs> who stole that money from you. But the people, this is why, this is how they get you bitter. Mm -hmm. Because you gave it away expecting, oh, because of my good charity, giving it to others, it'll come back to me. No, it will not come back. At least not to go around the mountain or around the sapphire stone you just another time. A curse. You just owed a curse. So your finances have a curse on them now. Think all the while you thought, I'm being holy. I did the right thing. Oh no. You just obeyed a demon, got a demonic anointing. Now you're probably covered in urine. On top of that, you don't have the money that God wanted to upgrade you. Now you missed your season. You're not going to the next level this season. Why? Because you obeyed the demon. So now there's delay. Again, Christ we're talking about Christians delay. Christians do that in the Pentecostal church so much. constantly. So this is not something to be, remember, you're not, it's not legal for you to worry about it. It's not legal for you to be afraid about it when I'm mentioning it to you. That's sin. That's an animal sinful response. Remind yourself, do not fear. It is written. Do not worry. It is written. I choose to loose that from my soul. I will not worry. I will not fear. God has promised to show me the way out from this poverty demon. I'm going to stand on the word of 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He's going to show me the way. And I'm going to ask him, what? Ask and you will receive. What? I ask you, Father, for the, for the word, the sword of your word to come through us right now to destroy and obliterate with your holy light all poverty and religion and people pleasing out from us out of us and let these people be sealed in a greater fire of true holiness that has nothing to do with poverty and giving away the blessings that you intended to bless them with. Let it be so clear your voice when you want them to give out of abundance. Instruct them in how to tithe regularly. But also when God wants to bless you with something receive it he loves you he wants to give you natural realm blessings to refine and elevate your reality as you walk in the way of righteousness and bring heaven to earth through your spirit as a portal of heaven i think it's astonishing for a lot of charismatic christians that they have many strongholds of the antichrist in their souls and mindsets right now but they all need to be unmasked revelation and the wisdom of the word of god will unmask the influence of the antichrist 
religion, poverty, and people-pleasing in your souls with revelation and the empowerment of the Word of God to blast the stuff off of you and out of you and then to maintain your territory because they will come back to test you to mm -hmm. see if you're serious about yeah. this new belief system of the Word of God. Yeah. Or they can get you back in lies and enslave you seven times worse. Yep. Hold your ground. Hold look, your ground, soldier. Look at Judas Iscariot. Scripture says that Judas was the embodiment of the Antichrist and Satan. He stood in the way of Mary of Bethany pouring out $85,000 on Jesus of Nazareth's natural life and improving his natural life with physical fragrance and perfume and opulent luxury. Okay? This is how the Antichrist works. He says, it's always standing there to block the upgrade of your natural realm. Right? That's how he works, guys. That's what he does. That's his job. It's written in the Word. And that's what he's been doing to you. Yep. So we're going to repent from poverty. We're going to repent from old mindsets. And we inhale his Word so I want you to just go ahead and take a fresh breathe in. Today is going to be your day. You're not going to go around the mountain again with the poverty demon. You're not going to let them trick you. Don't let them trick you this time. You've got the tools now. So when you feel, how do you know when to test the spirit? When you feel that compulsory, that compulsive obligation, anything obligation feeling, you know, that that's kind of that presence that comes with it. And you don't have a clear word from God. Or you might think it's a clear word from God. Oh, I feel like God told me. Well, what Elohim told you something? Test the Spirit. I command you to confess to me that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. If they don't give you a response, tell them to go. In Jesus' name, tell them to go. They, are, they gotta go. And as you grow in wisdom, it gets so much easier. When you have little wisdom, everything's hard because you don't know any of God's ways. But I'll tell you, from years and years and years of being discipled in wisdom by Jesus Christ, it becomes like an automatic car where it's just shifting for you. And you, there's still tests, but it's a smooth thing. It's only rough in the very beginning because there's everything in you opposes it. As soon as you get all that stuff killed out and and crucified out and you get the truth working in you it does get easier and easier and easier mm -hmm. my yoke is easy my burden is light it is written the problem is is getting every other yoke and every other burden which mm -hmm. is teachings out of you to get into the way of jesus christ in you you do go on autopilot there's a measure of wisdom in you of the word of god working in you where you can discern these things very very easily and it's not a constant wondering it's a constant knowing okay those who know will do great works it is written if you're wondering and you're not sure you'll never do anything that's the infancy in christ you can't do anything when you're an infant infants can't even walk they can't they talk. can't even change their poopy diaper they, they can't do anything and that is a huge stage of all believers of learning God's word and ways and, and flowing with him so that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you in your spirit and do them angelically as an angel of Jesus Christ that he's not ashamed to call a brother or a sister. Right. Everyone goes through potty training, right? Right? We've all right. been potty trained. I hope yes. you've been potty trained at not this Not even ashamed of that. Dookie everywhere. I tell you my <laughs> testimony. I pooped all over Teen Challenge. 
I did find me in the middle of the night peeing around the corner. Physically <laughs> so and <bad>. spiritually. <laughs> True story. Nineteen ninety nine. It wasn't just last week. It was, it was 20, twenty four years ago. Okay. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> but we all have our infancy in Christ, yeah. and a lot of people are ashamed. Of you get through it. Yeah, you get through it. You're not sitting there as a six year old feeling bad that you crapped yourself when you were two. <laughs> so why are you feeling bad there as a Christian now that you're not mature? Because you got a demon on you, right? A spirit of condemnation. Loose yourself. Yeah. And encourage yourself in the Lord in Jesus' name. Right. So you might just have to take some time to really uh, put the word. We, we talked about what they had going on in Word University tonight. Get on the Red Letter Ministries YouTube channel and watch some of those Bible recordings where it has the words mm -hmm. on the screen. You might just need to put your hand on your spirit. Mm -hmm. Loose. Just say loose. Oh, like, you and, will and, for thousands and, of hours. And, and let those words... Uh, go in your eyes. Make your body sit down. Put the phone away. Put, mm -hmm. When you get on your phone, there's, the Lord showed me this. When you're just do constantly on your phone, button. do not disturb. I would put it out of hands reach. Otherwise, you'd just be uh, just scrolling, scrolling and listening. And you're actually not Put your getting... kids in little bins and put the Bible on Oh, the I saw screen. the picture. I saw this picture on Facebook. There was like a dad that learned how to use the baby gate the right way. He like walled the babies you, away from him. He got in the baby gate. <laughs> He's like, finally learned how to use it correctly. And, and then he was screen marrying the Bible and pressing into heaven. And the little gremlins were going crazy around him, but they'll get burnt up. Yeah. Thank God for the angels <laughs> to help keep the kids from unaliving themselves as they constantly try to do, right? Amen. Hallelujah. That's why it says put on the full armor of God because you have a family to protect yourself from. Right. Right, because when there's demonic activity in and around your life, that's where a lot of those, you know, different things kind of happen and crop up. We don't want that to happen. Great way to do it. Put the Word of God in your eyes. Put it in your ears. Just take the time. Take a half an hour. Take an hour. You know, maybe maybe your spouse can watch the kids for a half an hour or an hour. You have a friend. but, but Or, or the, the angels the bedtime, and the Holy know. Spirit will make way for your hunger and thirst. Yep. It's a scripture. It's a promise. Yep. If you are hungry... You will be satisfied. If yep. you are thirsty, you will be filled. If yep. you knock, the door will be opened. The issue mm -hmm. is keep going and the realm will open. Yep. And if you got to hold the baby, there's no excuse rock in the, the natural baby while you watch the, anyone. Rock the baby while you watch the Bible while it's screaming in your ear and you just keep putting the Bible in, the baby will probably get deliverance. Totally. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. You might just kind of, you know, get a little do self-deliverance DIY. That's the best, some of the best um, do-it-yourself at home deliverance for free at home that I've ever experienced in my in my life was that just putting, forcing that word. It's like, oh, well, I didn't feel the presence of God. Yes, when I told my body, my nefesh, too bad, so sad. <laughs> Sucks to be you right now. And guess what? This is what we're doing. <laughs> Yeah. I don't care. We're crucifying your feelings today. Oh, yeah, that's why I tell myself. I would talk to myself. You're a lying meat sack. I would talk to myself. I would talk to myself. I am to not led the by mirror. the meatball. I said, but by the Holy you Ghost. are. You are not in control today. I would. I would talk shit. <laughs> I would look in the mirror. The soul is you deceived beyond knowing. It is right. written. Just burn that whole thing Sometimes, up and out of you. I, you know what? I'm not gonna judge you. Whatever it takes. But don't worry about the warm fuzzies. It'll come. But that deliverance is going to come. So you're like, oh, I stopped because I felt nauseous. Baptism of Keep going and throw that thing up in the bathroom, okay? <laughs> All right. Let's, I mean, just, 
It's just, it's not about the feelies. When God's the feelies spirit comes come. upon your soul, Whew. it's a burnt offering. Come on. That's what we need, so and then like, you stay there. Well, I was afraid. I just didn't want your to. Your eyebrows start switching. And... You start distracting and looking for something. Oh God! Anything else? Anything you else? Remember, I am the living <laughs> sacrifice. I am the animal, animal burnt offering. Yep. God is accepting me by burning me up yep. like an animal. But the, look on the bright side. If you can just write, nope. Some people, if you get this, you're like, okay, cool. No pain, no gain. I can do it. Okay, great. Go ahead, do it. Because you realize once you get past that threshold, you feel great. You can get mm. high reading the Word of God. It feels so good. The warm fuzzies they come, the feelings, the revelations. But at first, it might be drier than a dried up. You'll begin to see angels constantly. Yeah. Now the Bible says Matthew five. This Ooh. is one thing the Spirit of God said today. It's important. A lot of things going on today. A lot here. Yeah, we're doing all a of lot them. Today. So important. Yes. It's just like. Front lines. You might want to watch this one again. Essentials. Yeah, you might want to watch this one again. God said, the, the pure essentials. in heart will see God. And seeing God begins with seeing angels every day. Okay? The evidence that your heart is being purified is that you're seeing angels every day. That is the equivalent of seeing God because these are angels that come out of God from God's heaven. Mm -hmm. Truth, anyhow. Don't think it's just someday in the future when I'm more mature, I'm going to see Jesus. Um, You're totally bewitched. It begins with bit, mm -hmm. starting to see the flashes of light, the shooting stars, the sparkles, the signs and wonders, and then the angels. And every day, every single day, you'll see angels when you start seeing God, when your heart's being purified. Right. Who can ascend the mountain, Lord? Clean hands, pure heart. What's the evidence of pure heart? You'll see the holy angels constantly, yep. every single day. If you're not, you need to go back and deal with your heart and burn that bag of flesh in your yep. chest to oblivion on the Bible. Right. Now, uh, some of you, there's a couple of things. We're doing some real good housekeeping today. This is like <laughs> that la final spring cleaning before You see angels constantly before you see God. That's you'll so see good. God too, but you'll see his angels mostly because that's how it actually works. Yeah. I wanted to address this with you too. A little bit of... Uh, clarity on how to discern spirits, how to test them. We've talked many times about this, but I want to help you out because the Lord said some people are struggling with, with this. Let's say you felt a presence, you saw a flash of light, you heard or felt something or a thought came to you from Excuse something, me. and you decide to test it, right? And so this is what people do. They're, they're starting to get it. They said, confess to me that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, and then silence. Nothing happens. Mm. Now what do I do? Don't worry. Okay. God's got you covered. This is what you can do. You didn't hear anything because you were probably using your physical ears to listen, right? Mm -hmm. you, were, you were waiting and listening with your physical ears to hear someone say something back to you. Hmm. That's usually, sometimes it'll work like that, but it's usually not how it's going to work. What kind of ears are you going to be listening with? Blessed are your eyes, for they see. Blessed are your ears, for they hear. Now, when the baby is formed in the womb, when is the ear formed? I believe you had to have done right it. Right after the heart. Right after the heart. Heart first, ear second, in right. the embryo. So that heart circumcision first is what you're going to need, which is what? Do exactly what we just told you. Put the Word of God. Go on the YouTube channel and Red Letter Ministries. Or you can screen mirror if you have the app on your phone. 
Get this thing burnt up. Yep, heart before circumcised. Before you get this thing burnt up. So your ears, you may not actually have ears. I wanted to say this to somebody. You might not actually have ears. <laughs> yeah. Because when you receive that, you're the new creature. It's just a heart. <laughs> it's just a heart. Like, like that embryo of your spirit, right? Because when you are born again, you receive that deposit, that little seed. What's a tree? I see all men like trees. Well, when you receive the seed, it's in that gestation form. <laughs> so the Bible says, let him who has ears, because you might not have ears. have ears. So you might not have ears, and please don't be offended. Look look at all of us right now. Look around. Here, go ahead and show the, the audience camera if you can. Okay. Look around at these people. Don't just look at us. Yeah, look at these guys. Look at these guys. Look up, uh, look around at all Hello. of us. We were all <laughs> at one point embryos in our mother's womb physically, right? Well, Does that mean some of you might have been hatched? Some of you might have been hatched. Well, <laughs> well, we're not gonna get into that. We're not pointing any fingers. <laughs> all right, we can go back to our normal. But this is just this is everyone. Every one of us were once a baby in diapers. Every one of us was once an embryo. No mother in her right mind ever said, you're just an embryo. Unless she was on crack, maybe. And I'm sorry if your mother was on crack. There's healing for you. We're gonna get you healed. This is how you do it. But the, the, the holy response, heavenly response, or even just normal wicked person response to having a baby or an embryo is, oh yeah, oh you know. As a baby, or the baby comes like, oh yeah, you're racking the, the the hormones. They God do something. feels that towards you times a trillion. Right. If even wicked mothers and fathers are like, oh yeah, baby, right? right? How much more God? Even sinners love the. But this is why. But this is why religion <laughs> is worse than the wicked, because you despise babies and embry embryos. Mm. That's worse than wicked oh, parents. Yeah, like a spirit of condemnation. That's really Despising wicked. That's, if that's you, beginnings. please repent today. Please repent today. There, that that is. It's the toxic culture of modern Christianity. That how can you be angry at an embryo for being an embryo? I don't even have ears yet. I don't even have ears yet. Stop judging me. You know. I gotta feed the heart just like a, a bird oh, you, into a. A little baby bird mouth. That two-month-old just ripped its on. diaper. Can you believe it? I mean, we would, if any mother came yeah, in here... Sometimes get out the needle, because the space doesn't <laughs> just in, kind of inject them. If any... Can you imagine, like, as parents, if, you like, a, a, a little baby, a two-month-old baby, and someone came in here, and you were holding your baby when they were two months old, and some, some lady comes in and says, Ugh. Do they poop their diaper? Oh God, we would we would know. We wouldn't think. We would know they were insane mm. and evil. We would know that they were insane and evil, or something was not right with their head. But when that happens in religion and modern day Christianity, everyone thinks it's normal. That's not okay. Do you see how insane that is? So, give yourself a little grace. As a baby, I'm not saying take a you know license to sin and not to deal with my problems, but there are phases of growing up in Christ. Enjoy your childhood in Christ, Enjoy. otherwise you can't mature. Yeah, come on, have a have a good time. Get into the Word. Start to form the habits. 
right? As a child grows, they get disciplined, right? You might get put in timeout. Timeout's a pretty big deal when you're a kid. You're like, oh no, my life is over. God put me in timeout. That might be for a season. As you get older, if you were like, let's say you're a 16 year old, 17 year old, you got drunk and wrecked your dad's car. That's another level of punishment, right? <laughs> like any man of the men in here, if you had a son, 17 year old or 16 year old son who got drunk on alcohol and crashed your car I, that you I used would for just work. have him kill the goat to have a party with his <laughs> Oh, I'm sure, yeah, right? Because you'd be the perfect, like, I would be the perfect. Like Father God. Wouldn't even be mad. <gasps> but, um, there well, are well different, done, younger they probably aren't going, you're probably not going to give them the keys to drive for a while. They're probably grounded for a little bit. That's how God is, too. He might, when you consistently do the wrong things and are irresponsible with the things he does give you, he's, he's not being, he's not being mean. He's not being unreasonable. He's just trying to teach you a better way. And so he might take the keys away. Like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to be grounded for a few months and we're going to continue your driving No lessons. more pig trough, okay? No more pig trough. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're going to change our diet. You don't have to eat pig food anymore. Right. You can eat at the Father's table. Yeah, so Amen. if you'll have a good time being grounded, you can study Torah with Noah in the house and stay home. <laughs> Moses and his big stick. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> It's just, it's one of those things. Some, and some kids never learn, some kids never learn their lesson until you give them a little spanking. A little, I know it's like, people are like, kind parenting. I'll tell you what, I got my butt whooped one time. That By I never did the again. <laughs> I was abused. <laughs> I know, I know. We were all, we all had traumatic childhoods. I know. It's okay. We're getting the inner healing. But what I'm just saying is, don't take it too personally. It says even the word, even if, God chastised you the severely. religious abuse is pretty intense yeah. in American culture. Yeah, I think it's it is bad. in a lot of nations. Yeah. Religion is the devil. So the yeah. devil has abused Christianity for so many people yeah. because it's like the knowledge of the truth in the hands of demons. Yeah. And that's what makes it the worst. But now it's time to have the truth yeah. in the hands of the Holy Ghost, who's a good, yeah. good God. Uh, take a note from Word <laughs> University. You might just want to have some popcorn and some delicious snacks and watch the Bible like you would a movie. Fruit snacks. And then hang out with your friends afterwards and go and play Torah. go karts. Yeah, and Torah. There you go. Fruit snacks and Torah. Fruit snacks, pop, and Torah time. Oh, yeah. You I'm going to enjoy my childhood. <laughs> donuts and coffee need... while we read the word. Oh, hallelujah. Or broccoli. Yep. Broccoli and a fat low free ranch fat free ranch dressing. Delicious. Don't forget the <laughs> buffalo chicken. And lots of celery. No, no yeah. celery. Celery <laughs> bration. Lots of celery bration. Uh, I apologize in advance if I accidentally throw celery into like a fire when we're on our way up. I'm just kidding. I love, celery is a beloved plant. Mm -hmm. I do care tenderly for celery, even though I don't like how it tastes. I love celery. I keep it. And water in my refrigerator. So That's really good. Up, yeah, go ahead and share with your tip. You I got have a, a really clean, good tip. Clean snack. Yeah. yeah. Healthy snack ministry. Carrots and celery, you put them in that tub of water, makes them last so nice longer, and nice cold and cold and, and crispy. And fresh. Yeah. It's really good. Eat your vegetables. Okay. And Especially if your kid's watching. I've repented of all the peanut butter cups. I've repented. <laughs> no one celery and carrots. <laughs> vegetables trying to get that gevra. And, Anointing and ice cream. Hallelujah. Yeah, vegetables are one of the mysteries of God Gavra. is good. God is good. <laughs> <laughs>
Judgment has come upon me. <laughs> As it is written, this verse so blasted oh, yeah. me today. I just seal this wonderful uh, Joel's bar tonight with Jeremiah 31, mm -hmm. verse 14. I will fully satisfy the soul of the priests with abundance, <laughs> and my people will be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. So we just pray all of you be satisfied and saturated with the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit, His angels, His Father, and everything He has for you, that it would just completely baptize you and overtake you, and that's what will transform your behavior. You just need a fresh baptism of His goodness, and it's coming upon you. Because God's reigning through you and the enemy's not going to block it anymore mm -hmm. because you're listening to what heaven has to say. And when you're hearing and listening and posturing yourself like the people to the mountain in Matthew chapter 5, the blessing can just shower you. Ezekiel says, I will send down showers in season. There will be showers of blessings, commands the Lord. I'll just tell you a crazy son in one. Oh yeah, we gotta tell him. As I was driving oh, over tonight, yeah. I posted the picture on Facebook. There is a physical camel outside my apartment building in Minnesota. Okay, there's a little bit of a backstory to this too. You gotta say, like, it was like maybe like a week ago or so. I literally said that we encountered some weird. Thing. And I was offended that it wasn't a dromedary. Uh, oh, you, okay. It was like he's like this is a weird thing. What is this weird thing we're dealing with? And I was like, eh, you know, some weird stuff. It's just it's the spitting camels, the spitting camel thing. I I don't know how else to explain it. The spitting Cam camels. Camels I in prophetic. Like <laughs> camels in prophetic symbolize prosperity, yes. abundance, yes. and freedom and the yes. abundant life. Amen. When the camels came with the wise men, two hundred million dollars was delivered and it rode on the camels. When the Queen of Sheba brought in her tithe to Solomon, 666 talents of gold annually, which is okay. $225 billion every year to Solomon, okay. it came on camels. The camels represent the prosperity of heaven upon you. Right. And if it's upon me, it will come through me upon all of you, and I release it upon all of you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 One more. <laughs> Camels in Minnesota. Camel. On yeah. the street. It was out right where the like, bus stop. The week is. after, I told you we were dealing with the camel stuff, <laughs> the camel, the camel things. And literally last night, you're talking about one more thing. Six, six, six. I literally dreamed that I took Brandon's car to Adam's house this is in this celestial realm, yeah. realm. It had the six, six, six on on the back of his we on got, his black BMW. Treasury. Going to Adam. To Adam. After talking about the camels last week, and then after that last night, then today the camel showed up. Yep. A real camera. A real just, camel. Did you post it online? I did. It's on check my it wall. Check it out on the Facebook. Right underneath There's the video on my if, Facebook If you don't know wall. where the Facebook is. In the RLM Facebook yeah, group. Red Letter Ministries and Facebook group. Ooh. You'll see all the signs and the wonders. Camel. The signs and wonders are continually increasing in power, momentum, and significance, affirming yeah. the realms we're going into. And these are the highest realms. I'm telling you now, they're the highest <laughs> realms. And we're going to get higher every day, and we're going to take everyone up with us as we begin to learn about the sapphire stones and the celestial righteousness and those that teach righteousness and lead in righteousness, shining as the stars of heaven, Daniel 12, 3. This is this saved as a promise for the end times in Daniel 12. The archangel Michael teaches righteousness to the holy and elect and the apostles of the end times in the last generation, and they begin to impart the celestial 
training of Enoch and Elijah on mass, and it starts with a small number because everyone's got to diet for some other kind of earthly thing, but it's the only food that causes you to rise and ascend, so it burns out the junk food. There is a, a reformation going on in the charismatic church of a remnant of the charismatic church and a remnant of the glory stream church of people that are discovering the realities of sapphire stones and understanding how they work and operate mm -hmm. practically to teach it and impart it in Daniel 12:3 right now through Red Letter Ministries. So partner with this ministry, tithe to this ministry, support this ministry, advance this ministry throughout all of the earth with your tithes, your offerings, your support, your prayers for us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. prophecies on me. Hope you don't think I'm crazy. It's so powerful. It's thick. He's telling us the future. There is no fear in the perfect love of God. Look as I point to the fire. And they'll say the fire has been pointed to. And I will take men who have been astute and prudent in their dealings with finances. And I will make them billionaires, millionaires, and extremely influential and wealthy. And do not say that it is not the desire of the Lord. I called Abraham out of the earth of Chaldees. And his obedience made him the most influential and powerful and wealthy man on the face of the earth. Are you still out there? The spirit of prophecy is on me. Hope you don't think I'm crazy. It's so powerful, it's thick. He's telling us the future. There is no fear in the perfect love of God. Look as I point to the fire. And they'll say the fire has been pointed to. And I will take men who have been astute and prudent in their dealings with finances. And I will make them Billionaires, millionaires, and extremely influential and wealthy. And do not say that it is not the desire of the Lord. I called Abraham out of the earth of Chaldees. 
And his obedience made him the most influential and powerful and wealthy man on the face of the earth. Are you still out there? The spirit of prophecy is on me. Hope you don't think I'm crazy. It's so powerful. It's thick. He's telling us the future. There is no fear in the perfect love of God. Look as I point to the fire. And they'll say the fire has been pointed to. And I will take men who have been astute and prudent in their dealings with finances. And I will make them billionaires, millionaires, and extremely influential and wealthy. And do not say that it is not the desire of the Lord. I called Abraham out of the earth Chaldees. And his obedience made him the most influential and powerful and wealthy man on the face of the earth. Are you still out there? The spirit of prophecy is on me. Hope you don't think I'm crazy. It's so powerful. It's thick. He's telling us the future. There is no fear in the perfect love of God. Look as I point to the fire. And they'll say the fire has been pointed to. And I will take men who have been astute and prudent in their dealings with finances. And I will make them billionaires, millionaires, and extremely influential and wealthy. And do not say that it is not the desire of the Lord. I call Abraham out of the earth Chaldees. And his obedience made him the most influential and powerful and wealthy man on the face of the earth. Are you still out there? The spirit of prophecy is on me. Hope you don't think I'm crazy. It's so powerful. It's thick. He's telling us the future. There is no fear in the perfect love of God. Look as I point to the fire. And they'll say, the fire has been pointed to. And I will take men who have been astute and prudent in their dealings with finances. And I will make them billionaires, millionaires, and extremely influential and wealthy. And do not say that it is not the desire of the Lord. I call Abraham out of the earth Chaldees. And his obedience made him the most influential and powerful and wealthy man on the face of the earth. Are you still out there? The spirit of prophecy is on me. Hope you don't think I'm crazy. It's so powerful. It's thick. He's telling us the future. There is no fear in the perfect love of God. Look as I point to the fire. And they'll say, the fire has been pointed to. And I will take men who have been astute and prudent in their dealings with finances. And I will make them billionaires, millionaires, and extremely influential and wealthy. And do not say that it is not the desire of the Lord. I call Abraham out of the earth Chaldees. And his obedience made him the most influential and powerful and wealthy man on the face of the earth. Are 
Shlaute. The spirit of prophecy is on me. Hope you don't think I'm crazy. It's so powerful. It's thick. He's telling us the future. There is no fear in the perfect love of God. Look as I point to the fire. And they'll say the fire has been pointed to. And I will take men who have been astute and prudent in their dealings with finances. And I will make them billionaires, millionaires, and extremely influential and wealthy. And do not say that it is not the desire of the Lord. I called Abraham out of the earth Chaldees. And his obedience made him the most influential and powerful and wealthy man on the face.